This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. As a controversial World Cup gets underway in underwhelming style, how grateful are we that the League One season continues and Ipswich continue to do the business? This is the Blue Monday podcast. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast discussing Ipswich Town up or down since 2015. I'm Richard Woodard and this is the flagship show. We're live every Sunday at 8pm on YouTube and on podcast audio shortly afterwards. So we are live. We want to hear from you in the chat. Joining us this week, fresh from the farm. I was going to say fresh from the farm. It seems a bit weird. Joe Fares <laughs> and not from the farm. He can tell us where you've been if you want. David Diamond. Gentlemen, how are you doing? Dave, we'll start with you. Well, any plans Saturday, Sunday you want to tell us about? Or? I'm good. Any plans Saturday, Sunday? No, just went oh. down to Felixstowe, saw my little granddaughter oh. today, had a nice bit of Rosie. lunch. I can recommend, had a nice bit of lunch at the Ufford Crown, which I know it's okay, no, but very, very nice. And, and, sorry, what's that, Joe? One of Ed Sheeran's favourites, that is. Yeah, I, mean, oh, I, I can see go. why. Honestly, I can see why. And then, um, no, back I back this evening, I had one eye on the football, but wasn't really watching it, to be fair. You yeah. know, but uh, funny enough, I, I got home for the second half, not <laughs> nothing really to write home about there. That, so was, then, that was minging. Here we, we are. speculating about why that second half might have been so tepid. Um, yeah. Joe, do you know, you're at Jimmy's farm, but not, not mucking in, were you? No, no, we had um, or sort of seven of my school friends, which turned into thirteen adults and sixteen kids for a outnumbered now. Sort of a, a reunion for well, I'd say a long time. I did see Wes Burns there at the farm. I think he decided he preferred scary, Jimmy's yeah. farm in Suffolk rather than the Qatar World Cup. So he was he he was happy to be there. I, uh, I'm yeah, I'm. Uh, they're pretty equal i'd say equal probably at this point aren't they um as they said we are live we want to hear from you in the chat hello to everyone who is with us he'll, he'll be right he'll be right jimmy's farm yeah. and then because if um, someone wants to admire his man bum from the same sex they won't get um in trouble i don't know where that's going <laughs> okay, okay there we go we're getting political already that's my fault for sticking it in the intro yeah. um, evening to charlie evening to lee graham got this in before we'd even start Graham, super chat 10 pound thank you so much super generous graham thank you for joining us we appreciate you um evening to matt um evening to romeo howdy to justin thank you for the use of your gold celebration photo we appreciate that max in melbourne good day good to have you with us veronica's here as well evening to ian Lee, running late. I must be recovered from the excitement of the opening of the World Cup. We'll, we'll talk about that in a second. Andrew, um, good evening. Great result this weekend. And even better that Plymouth didn't win. We will talk about that. Eric, was it a pen? We'll debate that too. Michael, Penty Smith. Oh, from Qatar. There he is. There we go. Now, well, someone is excited for the World Cup. Well, maybe not, Mikey. Is, it, is your expose video coming soon? No, we hope you're having a good time and are looking after yourself. Um, Ian, possibly our biggest win since Pompey. Um, we will talk about that as well. Alex, FBL Tractor, my three favourite podcasters. There you go. Wow, lots of people joining us tonight. Thank you so much. Let's try and get through all of these. Um, Adam, Gary. Flim Flam, Brendan, Chris, Blimey. Lee, 
Stubsy. There we go. Charlie D, how hot is it, Mikey? Don't care. Don't care. It's just pissed it down. <laughs> don't it, switch. Don't Do not oh. care about that. Um, Joe and I have both got England shirts behind us. Do you want to talk us through your ones, Joe? I think these are the last two Ipswich players to represent England at a World Cup. One of them wasn't with Ipswich at the time, but Mr. Officer, Mr. Kieran Dyer, who went to the 2002 World Cup. No thanks yeah. to Tal Ben Hayim, who tried to knock him out of the World Cup a few days before it at the end of the season. And then on the other side, the legend, Mr. Terry Butcher, oh, 1990 World Cup, number six, sick. captain at the time, at the start of the World Cup. Skip. I think people forget that in 1982 with Mick Mills, in 1990 with Terry Butcher, we had two England captains at World Cups. We did. Lovely stuff. Yeah, well, I've got, if he's watching or listening, my mate John gave me this shirt as a, as a gift, I think. Maybe he was clearing out of, to do a house move or something. And it's, it's a little bit of an ITFC story. I think it was used in an EADT photo shoot. Um, it's the 98 English shirt, for those of you who are listening on the podcast, with a number two on it. It's long sleeve as well. I think it was used for a photo shoot when Kieran Dyer got a call up. But whether he ever wore number two or wore this shirt is up for debate. Certainly, Joe was raising concerns. But it's not. I'm not pretending it's match warm, but it's an England shirt. We are doing our best to try and get in a fever. But, Dave, are it you... reminds me of the you... um, Sol Campbell, I think, wore that shirt when he had yes. that header disallowed against Argentina in the 98 World Cup. He was it, reminds me of, um, it reminds me of watching Tunisia. I've, I've properly suffocated that. I? Yeah. Tun- Tunisia. Tunisia. In, um, at school in 98. Paul Scholes, I think, possibly. I, rem- I remember watching that in the, um, what was this, what's sports the corridor or... used to be called in that yeah. sort of like glass sports corridor? Yeah, sports, there. Yeah, That's about our only TV at school. Centre, in the quadrangle, yeah. in the quadrangle was a place. The Merkin sports corridor. Merkin. But are you, are you feeling this World Cup, guys? Dave, we'll start with you. Are you excited yeah, I mean, I didn't, it? I didn't, as I said, I didn't really get home. I was, I was out this afternoon, didn't get home in time to see the first half. And as you quite rightly said at the top of the show, the second half was tepid and I only sort of like half watched it. Um, yeah, I've, from tomorrow, yeah, I'll watch, obviously watch the England game tomorrow, but I think it, it will, it will, this World Cup will have to grow on me to pique my interest, I think. It really will yeah. because um, oh, it's, just, oh, it's just not right. It's still not, it's still not right. But yeah, as you said, once you get in the tournament and if if England go a, go away, you know, go a fair way, then obviously, yeah, interest will be there. But I'm sort of fairly meh about it, to be fair. Gary here talking about the BBC's intro. I mean, it's a really difficult one for people to navigate. They didn't bother with the oh, the opening ceremony or anything like that. that. But, yeah, but yeah, Infantino's comments I think will stick well clear of whatever he was trying I, I, to do. Um, if people want to read books, I've got them back on the bookshelf back here, but I've got Andrew Jennings, Foul, um, Heidi Blake and Jonathan Calvert, their expose on the awarding of the Qatar World Cup. There's a few books by Andrew Jennings, also his books about the IOC, Lords of the Rings and the New Lords of the Rings are brilliant books to sort of find out about the history of and the corruption of FIFA, the IOC, Adidas, everything sort of built towards it. But there, there's some great stuff out there to read about it, but... Mm. I say we, we we can see why the World Cup ended up in Qatar, and we when can, people yeah. people people like I say people talk about corruption and bribes, but it's it's hard to say it's a bribe when the the guy voting is in the Nigerian FA and Qatar build a new port for a hundred million pounds in Nigeria. It's not a it, it it's not a, a naked bribe, is it? But, and like I say Eng- England tried to play the game back in the day. I, I remember yeah. I remember watching England go to Trinidad and Tobago to play the first game at the Jack Warner Stadium and well. things like that. Like we, well. we, we we tried to play the game, but ultimately our government wouldn't sponsor two, three, four, five hundred million pound state projects to to win the game. So like I say yeah. we all play them, but like I say I think I think everyone involved in FIFA and. Qatar was the point that FIFA was brought down. Effectively, when you when you look who was running FIFA at the time, now great Netflix documentary on it, the about yep. FIFA at the moment. And mm-hmm. I say it, it, it was brought down by this. There was twenty two greedy people that took the money from Qatar, and this is where we are now. And we have to thank the the America for for steaming in, don't we? They were the ones yeah, who the FBI started investigating the FBI. So um, yeah, um, F, um, Kate uh, Kate Mason on Football Ramble is doing a good three po- podcast on it as well. So yeah, we'll try and lift the mood because we're here to talk about Ipswich Town. Um, a lot of people in the chat um, talking about it here. Here's Mikey back, really glamorous. Washed my pants in the B day last night. Well, standards. Who's got a B day these days, Mikey? So you know, don't you know. 
That's the first world problems there, isn't Not it? Not supposed to wash your pants in those. <laughs> yeah, yeah I got, got it the wrong way around. <laughs> you can, t- yeah. you can so take I, the lad from Woodbridge, can you? I, don't know. I hope Charlie D's joke is, is reacting to that. Um, evening <laughs> to David, there we go. Um, it's good to have Nat with us. It was um, part of Ben's live stream earlier. Ben was watching, um, God bless him, and trying to make it interesting. Um, Ecuador, you... Qatar. He'll be back for England tomorrow at 1pm, by the way, as well. So... Um, did he do a lot? Ben did a watch along for that, did he? He did, he did. Are we doing one tomorrow as well? So, yeah. Um, anybody buying the current England shirt thought not the home one, the away one's all right. I've got there's a new blue training camouflage kind of uh, training shirt, which I quite like. So, just get, that to, was DH, my... to, get to DH gate if you want the shirts. <laughs> how much are they? If you went in a sport, if we went into a sports direct and buy an England shirt, how, how much is the new England shirt? pound French, isn't it? What the. Even it's a mullet. I'm later than the George Santos Tucket. No, oh, you're right on time. Right on time. David's at it again. David, the most generous person we know. David, Thank you for your super chat, David. Kind. Great to have you with us as well. Um, let's talk about Ipswich Town. Let's talk about more positive things. Very briefly, let's do a stop off in Plymouth, um, where ITFC women were the victors in another 5 0 um, def- uh, win over Plymouth. And that's two years in a row or two seasons in a row where we've gone to Plymouth and won 5 0. Um, a nice 2000 capacity, oh, 2000 attendance as well. Decent numbers there. Wow. Sarah Prezero Carrera um, back from England duty and back in the goals. Another one for Bonnie Horwood. Um, held on a little bit second half under the cosh. And then a bit of a, a late collapse by Plymouth. A brace for Natasha Thomas and a grey sealed. A 5 0 win. It's five wins out of six now in the league. And second round cup duty next week at the Adel Arena against London Seaward. But things are looking up after um, a bit of a struggling start. Got bodies back to borrow a Seb Brownism. Sophie Peskett got more minutes, which is good. I, so I looked hmm. at the table. I looked at the table just for coming on. If they win their games in hand, they're, they're right amongst it, aren't they? They are, yeah. Well, Billericay are on form. They beat Watford today. So it's, yeah, it just needs Oxford to lose a game and then suddenly everything mm. is up for grabs. I think if we win our games in hand at Oxford, we- Two points behind, something like that. Is it like, is it, Oxford haven't lost yet. I'm not sure. I don't think Oxford have lost a game yet. We have, okay. everyone else has, I think. All right, maybe Did you say 2,000 were there today at Plymouth? 2000, yeah, that's what I heard. How, how, many, how many stayed down there? Because I, I know a few of the, um, obviously they tried, they tried to make it a double header, but it wasn't quite yeah, Sky possible. Room, yeah. So I can't imagine there was more than a couple of no, uh, fans, but so, it's a big, big attendance for Plymouth down there, isn't it? Yeah, I th- yeah so I don't, they don't usually play home park. And I think from... Oh based on information from some of my fellow committee members from the ITFC Women's Official Sports Club, they gave a lot of tickets away to schools. So I think that might have been a factor. Still a lot of people to turn up on a Sunday, though, whether whether they've been given free tickets or not. Yeah, and Plymouth, uh, um, they've lost quite a few games at home as well. So, you know, that that result isn't necessarily a surprise, maybe the magnitude of it. Um, but an ITFC team can do the business at Plymouth. That's what we need. That sets the that sets the direction of travel, hopefully, for, for the rest of the campaign. More on the Plymouth men's team later on, as we've already alluded to. Any other thoughts on ITFC women? Anyone making the trip next week? FA Cup doubleheader, one o'clock AGL, and then dash down to Portman Road for Buxton. Anyone fancy that? Possibly Maybe. if I'm over Felix. I'm going to try it. In the afternoon, oh, yeah, if I'm over that My way. Um, season ticket covers it, so I've, I've got to be at Portman Road by half two for my um, chicken korma. Chicken korma. Of course, lovely stuff. Um, nice. And a creme brulee for dessert, maybe, who knows. Or it might be a lasagna. I might have a chicken korma against Portsmouth and a lasagna against Buxton. Here's Matt. Here's Matt with the world, details. First from world issues and Joe Fairs. Two games in and over Oxford will close the gap to two points if we win both. There you go. There you go. I thought you said we'll be two points ahead of them. I'm apologies no, behind, if I behind. Sorry, sorry if I no. Behind. No, no, all my fault. Let's talk about um, the men's team um, and Exeter. Um, a lot of, had 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 some weird inquiries or bits of feedback after the pre-match show where people suggested that Seb and I made out that Exeter were like the Barcelona. I think someone said in my tweets last night. We the pre-match show. We just try and give you your research so you're so you're prepared. And I think probably guys the summary of of Saturday's game is just an accomplished performance. You know, we'll talk through bits and pieces of it, but it really wasn't anything where we were deficient, were we? The the one chance they had, Walt makes a save, but I think all in all, I, just confidence, wasn't it? Confident. I think, I think very much so. I think very much so. I mean, obviously, <clears throat> perhaps a little bit of a surprise that they went with just two of the 
front three perhaps and left Nombe on left Nombe on the bench but even when he came on we'll get to one incident aside um we just kept them so quiet didn't we Brown had some nice touches Stansfield really wasn't in the game whatsoever barely touched the ball like I said Brown had some nice touches first half second half but not in any real dangerous areas as such um yeah good I think solid performance solid Joe let's have a look at the Sorry, Dave. Let's have a look at the teams, Joe, and you can give us your thoughts on the changes for Ipswich. Probably the most significant is Burgess coming in for Edmondson. Um, in other bits and pieces, Danassian was an injury doubt. Unfortunately, he continues his run of being an ever-present under McKenna. Humphreys continues alongside Morsey, obviously. No ball for the foreseeable. Um, Harness and Chaplin, perhaps a bit of a, a doubt over them, given performances last week, but they were given... Um, they were given the confidence booster to continue and Hadme or ha- Hadma, I think that's what Skyworth pronouncing it, <laughs> back on the bench. Talk to us about our team, Joe. Well, so I looked at the team and I thought, oh, this is one of the first times I've looked at the team for McKenna and thought, this wouldn't have been what I'd have gone with. <clears throat> and obviously hindsight has proven to me to be exactly what right. <laughs> yeah, but but I'd, I'd have kept Edmondson in the team rather than Burgess and then Burgess played really well. And I, like I said, Chaplin and both, both Chaplin and Harness haven't played particularly well lately. So it's one of those ones. It's like, Oh, Kyle Edwards seems to be every time he comes on, seems to be making a massive difference. And I'd, I'd have given him a game, but like I say, Harness is the guy that makes a big contributions. And, that's the reason why Kieran McKenna's paid the big bucks for, isn't it? <laughs> He's paid the big bucks. Dave, is there something that Seb and I were talking about on Friday was both Chaplin and Harness, and uh, you know, it's, um, we'll talk about it in relation to Harness probably more than Chaplin. If you, you feel like they get a goal, they get an assist, and suddenly they just go back on a run, having been, you know, off, Joe, Joe's been Joe's right, isn't it? They've been off out of sorts. Yeah, they have. Compared to their high standards, it's worth I saying think that. So. Yeah, that's the issue there. But you yeah. kind of feel that and McKenna obviously thought it, you know, get a goal, yeah. get an assist, and suddenly you're, you're back at you're, it, right? You're, you're up and running, yeah. I mean, spoiler alert, whether whether he's all round, it's a typical Sky, wasn't it? Whether his all round play was good enough to get a man of the match is debatable, probably. Um, I think um, I think so, but... Um, yeah, I can I can certainly see where Joe is coming from there. I think they've both not been quite what's the word at it in at three, it. in recent games, have they? Not really, just slightly off. I thought Chaplin was better yesterday as well. Again, didn't really threaten perhaps so much in the final third, but I thought his touch was a lot better and a lot better yesterday. Yeah, we've well, got some. Um, he played some contributions early on while, while, whilst we're establishing us, our, ourselves as kind of the dominant yeah. force in the match. Very quickly, um, as I do on Friday, let's give me let's give the respect to Exeter. You've kind of mentioned it, Dave. They're kind of back three and keepers as you were from their victory over Peterborough. Same for the wing backs. Yeah. Um, and then, as you mentioned, yeah, Harry Kite comes in for Matt Jay, who'd started up front, um, and they kind of shifted to a two up front. And Dieng, Dieng, Kite, and Collins to, to me is a kind of a flat midfield three rather than that kind of diamond that we've kind of got there but yeah surprised that Nombay didn't feature after scoring last week but he's he's brought off the bench and yeah Stansfield was a threat that we singled out and didn't really get a sniff well let's um let's jump into the action Joe do you want to talk to us about the early forays because it's Chaplin is involved in the month isn't he before we score well I said that first chance when we talk about Chaplin harness it's uh it's a ball that sort of breaks down when we go forward and ends up with Chaplin on the right hand side and he whips a well unbelievable in (laughs) unbelievable ball in and you look at it you think oh it only needs a touch well it gets a touch and the keeper saves it it's one of those ones with harness could he get more of a touch on it and score? Probably. Could he get less of a touch on it and score across the other side? Possibly. But it's just it's just a brilliant ball, and Harness makes a great run, gets a touch, and it's a good and it's a really good save. And that's that's after what seven minutes, eight minutes, is it? Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, it's, it, I I agree with you on that chance. I mean, there's a there's a header for Chaplin early on or as well in the front. You seem to be winning all the headers in the in the penalty area. It's just not high enough to get the purchase on them, isn't he? And then. And then suddenly, Joe, 10 minutes, just after 10 minutes, is that, yeah, is that, that chance? And then a minute later, it's it's one. They'll talk us through this goal because Morsey, a lot of praise for Morsey on the chat already. Someone, I think it was Eric, saying that Morsey was better, kind of sat deeper. But he's got, a, what a, you know, gets out the, the lob wedge, doesn't he, as it were? Yeah, well, he, like I say, he has the ball and he rolls it across a Cameron Humphreys in the midfield. Humphreys has a look around, gives it back to Morsey. Morsey's got so much space, but he just picks this perfect ball out. And Jack Sparks, the left wing back, has 
he's, he's just not in line with the rest of his defenders. And it goes to Harness, and Harness, well, like I say, it's not an easy, he makes it look really easy, but mm. he could take a touch, he could try and bring that down, he could try and do something with it, but he just heads it back across the goal, and Ladapo reacts really quickly, gets in front of, gets in front of his marker, and he makes well. The finish is easy, but it's easy because of his movement in the in the build up to the finish, and it's well, like I said, just a really good finish and a really good goal. Um, um, Dave, are you going to dig out like Sky did the ball watching by Exeter? Like, a little bit. A I, great, just, I just think it's a really, move, it's it, a but... good, it's a really, it's a simple goal, but it's such a good goal, isn't it? You know, from I think before that, when Morsey receives a ball, I think it's like Danessian wins a header and heads it inside. Morsey plays a really quick give and go, sort of not give and go, passes it forward to Chaplin, creates a little bit more space, then why gets it back, and it's it's almost like a quarterback pass, isn't it? It's just that perfect. And as Joe said, just brilliant, brilliant awareness from Harness. Just uh, I don't think he's looking for Ladapo. He just heads it back into a brilliant space, doesn't he? And it's just a great movement from Ladapo. I really thought that was a really great goal, but yeah. so simple. But sometimes those simple goals are just so good, aren't they? I had Barry Davis ringing my ears. Lovely goal. Lovely, lovely goal. goal. I thought, yeah, I thought it was a great move and, and nothing less than we deserved at that point. Sharp either, from this, really I, sharp. Like I, said, from I, I, I think it's just one of those ones from Harness where it looks really easy, but it looks no, easy not. because you because you see what he does after he does it. Where it, when, you, when you see that first ball come across, that's not what you expect to happen, is it, from that ball there? No. And Ladapo's now got three and three, well, four and four, if you include Brighton as well. And goals away from last, home. Last three away games. Yeah. And seven league goals. He's, goals, he's got like nine nine goals this season now, is it? And yeah. In all comps, yeah. So, yeah, his stock is rising. And and, and when, when you look at like, sort of to go into the stats, like XG per 90, goals per 90, he's right up there in the league. Yeah. It's I think people sometimes don't realise that he's only played probably about half the available minutes this season. And while he's got the, I say, while he's got nine goals a season, if he'd have played every minute and continued that form on, he'd have 15 already. Yeah. SPR track, I, so I'd watch that pass from Morsi on a loop rather than the second. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I, <laughs> I agree with you're that. Right. It was such a well-weighted pass, wasn't it? At uh, this point from from Max, Dave, if I can find it, about the rest of the second half, obviously we kind of took off off the gas. A lot of probably us watching and I think certainly the, the chat went up in the Telegram group was get the second because we know what yeah. our issues have been about holding on to leads and so on. But we, we, Max, Max's point here, watching the game, thought we were flat, but in reflection, I think we managed the tempo beautifully. Excellent. Yeah, we had got that. Sniff. They had that one chance where we, I think we said on the yeah. Telegram group, you know, we we're chipping in during the game that Walton was hesitant. Off, I mean, in the end, he made a good save that fell to Alan Partridge, didn't it? Um, um, well, yeah, fell to Partridge on his left foot about six yards out. And I think certainly Walton should have perhaps come early for that and, and probably claimed it. But look, he stood big, made the save, and probably that was their big chance, wasn't it? Yeah, and yeah, Walton, yeah. We asked. I asked the question on Friday because I have. It's my job, but clearly, very a quality keeper at this level. Confidence well, is a thing, isn't it, for goalkeepers? You know. And then, if you um, remember, the corner swung in, and he just takes it out. Yeah, of the air. he was back. Yeah, back to his best, and, <laughs> yeah. uh, and that clean sheet will give him a load of confidence. Oh, as yeah. well. The, 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 there's only three teams that have scored more home goals next to this season, and that's Peterborough. Um, Sheffield Wednesday and Charlton, the only wow. three teams that have scored more goals next yeah. to at home this season, and and we, it's one of those ones where you you just totally stifle them. You don't give them a sniff, and people and and you see people say, "Oh well, they weren't very good." And it's like they're not very good because we made them look not very good. Yeah. To be. and and I and I, de- I definitely think it was one of those because we just went there and we totally snuffed them out. We didn't give them a chance. We didn't. They they had absolutely nothing against no. us today. I thought I thought Morsey, and we sat every week in week out. I thought Morsey was just magnificent yesterday. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant yesterday. And it's yeah. it's a different thing, guys, when I, I guess Exeter didn't sit deep like Cheltenham or no. Lincoln did against us, which I guess helps us a little bit. But you meant you you mentioned the players that didn't get sniffed. Giovanni Brown doesn't get a sniff, does he? Jay Stansfield, October EFL player of the month, EFL <laughs> player, not League One player. Just EFL anonymous. Hardly got a touch, did he? No. And you know, the that. only touch he had was of other people's shirts while he was pulling them back. <laughs> they tried to break away. Give it the referee. I like them. I like the fullback who admittedly he's let himself go since he's going out with Tony Adams, but he was uh, <laughs> he was he was decent, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was though. He was. I thought he was. He was pretty good at times. Who had twenty three yeah, like minutes him. for the Caprice gag? There yeah, it is. Just in case you ever. By the way, I met Tony Adams some um, Thursday evening, but we'll get onto that later. He was. Is he he at, was. At, Dave was at Strictly with him. 
Dead. No, I, I met him at a, a, world, a pre-World Cup dinner up in London on uh, Thursday. Yeah, oh, what, a, nice. what a guy. What a guy. Yeah, yeah, I wonder, yeah, I wonder who Dave was out with. Was it his friend Pat, maybe? Do you know what, Joe? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think, is there another option? No. Mm, um, no, unlikely. good stuff. There you go. Did he have anything exciting to say about the World Cup? Don't not really know. most most it was a it was a sort of world cup dinner but it was a um like it's a bit of a sort of sporting chance um dinner as well so obviously he's he's, he's behind that so there was a lot of a lot of talk about that he came across really really well spoke for about 15 minutes and um yeah i, I don't know I, I Dave, dave's think... in rehab next week for speaking about every town too much yeah no no <laughs> he um he said um and he, he was pretty ambivalent about the World Cup. Yeah, he said about obviously Qatar and the the big the, the whole issues surrounding the World Cup. I won't go into that, but yeah, he said a little piece on that. But yeah, he thought England quarterfinals. I think. I think we yeah yeah. That's the popular view. Um, I think so. Let's at move least. it back to it. Yeah, at least there you go. Cool, England. Let's move it back to let's move it back to Ipswich yeah. and into the second half. A few people have now have now said this, so I'm gonna it, it's a nice segue for me, Dave. Um even into Luke thought Humphreys was superb yesterday, great passing range as well. Um and Adam here, not the top twenty pod raving about Cam Humphreys. Um Max Humphreys is an up and coming Barry Bannon. He's got this effort on 58 minutes, but probably the moment for the second half was that pass through. Oh, oh, Not just about his performance. Naughty, wasn't it? It was almost a no look pass Jeez. as well, wasn't it? Just sort of swept it out, sort of curved it around the full it's back got for perfect Burns. flight on the ball as well oh, to keep it in play. Stop yeah. it. Stop it's just it. the ball to Burns, is it? Yeah. Was it Burns I, or Ladapo? but someone someone put it on there and and they just showed it him picking up the ball on the edge of the box driving forward and playing the ball it's like look at how many times Cameron Humphreys actually looks down at the ball and it's the answer is zero he just yeah no he's got he it. knows where the ball is he manipulates yeah. it and he moves it about and well so he is yeah he's, he's growing he's, 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 he's a player isn't he he's growing into every game isn't he absolutely and every he's, game. he's really I mean it's, it's really sad news about Evans and Ball but it's a fantastic opportunity. He'd never get this. Him, he never would have got this game time so early, would he? I don't. And think. And he's staking he a claim as well, isn't he? And, yeah. No. You know, that's, talk that's about it. talk about the effort on talk. Well, talk about. There's a kind of a, a couple of efforts, isn't there? Day before we don't. Yeah. There's really one where um, there's the one where um, Ladapo was was that from a Humphreys ball? I can't remember where Ladapo was Davis, released. I think Davis, oh, sorry, isn't no. it? Yeah. Well, Ladapo's released, and he sort of gets a ball left side of the box, cuts inside, hmm. has his first shot blocked. Again, great. Crawford Davis just chips it, clip, just chips it up first time, and again, um, you know, good movement from the Dapo sort of retrieved his position. Pretty good head of that. Um, again, on Sky Hinchcliffe was saying, oh, you know, he perhaps should have got to put those in the corner. From you know, he's just reacting to a ball that comes like that. It's a great head, a good save from Blackman. I thought um, that was yeah. And then was it? I think before or just after was where the ball breaks to Humphreys, and um, yeah, it just sort of like lofts one from the lofts one from the edge of the box. And another, you'd expect him to save it because it was fairly central. If it had pinged that in the top corner, lordy! But um, yeah, nice. No, I think he we, like, we're just about getting on top again at that point. Yeah, with the with the standards he sets himself, I think he could, I think he could have done better with that. It was quite a it was a good strike, and then drifted but, in the far but, corner. But Blackman's what six foot six, and it's six relatively yeah, expecting him to save it. But if you'd have whipped that into that sort of nearer Ooh. corner to him, or right far across corner, him, I think I think you'd just well you'd you'd have tested him far more. But I say he's he's really taken that chance that Evans and Ball's absence has given him there, isn't he? And so yep. I think I think this is what all Ipswich fans wanted to see from him because. We wanted him to play more because he is, I say, he's a real, real great prospect. Really yeah, comfortable on the ball, all over the pitch. Great engine on him. Goes all game, doesn't he? And put another ninety minutes in. There I mean, yesterday, he's reached the point now. Where it will almost be a surprise if he's picked for the um, game on Tuesday against Portsmouth. Awesome, it will yeah. almost be a surprise that you know he's not sort of held back. I, I, but I don't know. Yeah, we might be sure on numbers. We've got a cup game sure. Sunday, haven't we? So there's no there's no league game on Saturday, is there? Mm-hmm. No, we're not. December the second, I think, is that Friday evening, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. So there's there's kind of this. I'm reading far too much into this, but I'm going to say it anyway. This kind of sliding doors moment where Chaplin goes off, um, is substituted, having not really built on his early impact, mm. and then Harness Dave 
is going to get on the end of another set piece ball from Lee yeah Davis. again it's it's not good I think it's again on TV they say you know they question the marking and yeah it's just because you know it's not as if Harness is a six foot three striker is it but it's a good delivery again from great delivery in swinging corner from from Davis and Harness shows his strength there I think he holds off is it Key and maybe even Numbe who's just come on a sub not long before holds his position really well and just glances it in sort of glances it in from what about six yards yeah you're disappointed if you can see that one but yeah great to see a scoring another goal from a set piece and I think is that Davis is that his sixth assist of the season or he's up there with assist wise isn't he um yeah and, and it, well you say goals come at a good time but yeah we I wouldn't say we're starting a little exit weren't creating anything but the game was sort of going not really anywhere at that stage we'd have the Ladabo chance we'd have the Humphrey shot so yeah it was a, a a good time to get the second and sort of you know knock the stuffing out of him a bit albeit a minute later <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, very briefly, let's dwell on the set pieces because we know the joint top scorers in the league on set piece goals. And we were, we were bemoaning it last week on the flagship against Cheltenham about, you know, where's the plan B? I mean, the, the first goal against Cheltenham is a, a set piece, isn't it? And you know, we could have scored many more there, but it is an important secondary weapon for us, isn't it? A plan, a plan B having been, Joe, something that we'd scored loads of goals out in 14-15 and then they dried up for years haven't they and now suddenly they're back so a lot of credit for Davis for the quality of the assist it's but the delivery. coaching team as well movement and yeah it what? takes a lot to score from these goals because um, from these positions because XG wise they're quite low aren't they yeah I just, I just remember at the end of last season someone sort of said to McKenna like, we, we haven't scored from set piece and he basically said you're not going to get promoted out of this division unless you sort that out and he sorted it out, isn't it? And it, and, it yeah. and it seems like each game there's a sort of different main target to it. It's Wolfenden last week, wasn't he, where he got first contact on a couple of headers and and obviously scored the goal. This season they're more dropped into the box. Edmondson's a real threat from them. We haven't seen Cameron Burgess be targeted from those set pieces, but the way he won headers in our own box and in our own defensive areas, you think, well, he's he's got to be good in the air at these at, at these front um, set pieces. But I say, yeah. You need you need these these are easy ways to score goals. Not not simple ways, but they're easy ways to score goals. And if you can't go for a season like we did last year where you've scored one goal from set pieces, you've got those ten, fifteen goals you can get from those are the difference between going up and not going up. Yeah. You you mentioned very briefly, we'll come back to I'll come back to you, Dave, on um the, the penalty shout. You mentioned Burgess, Joe. I've I've kind of written here Burgess kind of was um, Parkinson. It was a magnet, wasn't he, for the ball? Which kind of Cheltenham's defenders were last week when when the ball came anywhere near our penalty box. How important was he for you on Saturday? And and you kind of mentioned you were surprised maybe his inclusion over Edmondson. Was it justified in your eyes, given how we finished the game with him, kind of winning everything in the air? Well, you, you, you never know how Edmondson would have played in the same game. True, but but Cameron Burgess played very very well and he won every header he was good on the board he moved he moved things forward and there's you you can't you can't criticize his performance in any way at all and so as the manager you think I've made a I've made a tough decision I've brought Cameron Burgess into the game and he's he's done everything I could have asked of him and more and no, a, a, an excellent performance from Burgess and it's funny like you you read the um I remember reading stuff from McKenna last year and a few bits this year, I, I think in the post-game stuff, and it, it always talks about how hard he works, how well he participates in meetings, how switched on he is, how how he he really wants, he really, really wants to get better at this at this game of football. If And it, it, it's not a case of he's just going to turn up and do his job. He's going to turn up, he's, he knows every pattern of play, he's going, to, he's going to do everything he can to sit in those meetings and make a massive difference, mm-hmm. make a really good input and and this is what it gets you. It gets you It gets you game time, it gets you performances and, it, and it's going to get you in the team if he keeps doing that. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with McDelivery. You win. 
Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Dave, anything to add on Burgess? Obviously, it's nice to have a left-footed centre-back like the in the left centre. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I, I tend to agree with you. I don't think he's quite an accomplished, perhaps, overall footballer as George Edmondson is. I don't think, and he probably even even admit that. But I just like that left foot balance that, that he gives you, really. And even some of his distribution yesterday, his long ball distribution, I thought was pretty good as well. When he needed to play, he played it and pretty much i think found a found a runner or you know knocked it into knocked it into space so yeah he just had a good 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 solid game it's, you know, it's just great to have him great to have him have him fit again and you know with the adversity he'd been through i think did they someone i think whether that was exaggeration i quite haven't quite heard that but i think someone said it on the comms yesterday he's got something like 50 screws holding his face together or something like that i mean it's just Wait, yeah you, see, you, you know, see the photos of his x-rays he just, it's just, and it was scary. just looked like something from a horror movie. No, it really did. So you know, fair play to him for you know coming back. And I think I saw a quote from him today saying, you know, after five minutes, you know, he doesn't realise he's even wearing the mask now. You know, you'd imagine for such facial damage that almost might be permanent now for the rest of his rest of his career, for goodness' sake. Yeah. So yeah, great, great to see him back. And um, yeah, it can only be a, a positive again for us. Yeah, and yeah. I, I, He's he's won every game he started in as well this Saw season. That. <laughs> Admittedly, not against the the bigger teams no. in the division, but nevertheless, it's it's a good record to have, isn't it? Let's yeah. talk about this the one moment where we've talked about these fine margins and do things even out over the course of the season. This is one that's got it in our favour, Dave, isn't it? And you see or... it with Ips- you, you, we, we've done it in the past, haven't we? In, in games, you know, where we've Charlton, yeah, just not dwell on Charlton other games, but we've gone gone two up, got the goal, and just haven't, you know, you go out that my used to play local football under a manager said, you know, as soon as you score a goal, get the ball back, get the goal back, try and keep possession, keep even if you keep possession for a minute or two, you know, just getting to get through the next two or two or three phases of the game. And we really didn't. There was a bit of a sloppy play, I think. And there's some there's a pretty good interchange, I think, on the edge of our box. And I think Brown might get a touch. And there's a whole sort of cluster of players that sort of non-bay, I think it is non-bay, sort of gets between. And Davis is trying to He's trying to tackle. He's trying to make the challenge from the wrong side. It's just a left foot trying to win the ball almost from the wrong side. So it's not as if he's, you know, getting round his man and hooking the ball. He's trying to make that, and that's always dangerous. Look, there's a, I, I, you see it back. There seems to be some contact there, and I think it's very much in those the old cliche you have seen them given. <laughs> and I think had the shoe been on the other foot, we'd have been pretty pissed off if we didn't get that one. So yeah, look, and these decisions we said all season, they tend to even themselves out. These these decisions hopefully even themselves out. You know, you go back to not a penalty, but the harness disallow goal at home to Barnsley. I mean, travesty, absolute travesty. So I think you like to think that these decisions even themselves out over the, over the season. I think we kind of got away with one there. Yeah. Joe, do you look like you were going to come in there with a never a penalty? Rich, no, over a penalty, but no, well, you agree I, with that? I didn't, I didn't think there was much in it. I didn't think Nomay was sort of far enough ahead, but I think Davis gave the ref a decision to make, which he didn't need to. But it's interesting, yeah, like yeah. The, in, the, in the skybox after the game, Danny Cowley, Sam Parkin, um, was it David it's, Prutton that was leading? They all, they all thought, no, no penalty, not, not enough in it. And that was my initial reaction to it. I, I could see if I was behind that goal and it was an Ipswich play going for I'd be <laughs> screaming, I'd be screaming for it. And yeah. but. Like I said, there, there wasn't enough in it for me. Yeah, a lot, 
maybe mixed reviews. I mean, this is an Ipswich Town podcast overall. Matt says would have been a soft one, but other way around, I'd be shouting for it, etc. I think it's one of those ones. If it it was VAR, if it was given, it wouldn't be overturned. And if it wasn't given, it wouldn't be overturned. So it it was one of those in cricket, what would be an umpire's call? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And apart from that, guys, that was the only moment of real jeopardy for us. Um, We see the game up pretty comfortably, don't we? Good to see Hadma or Hadma come on. And, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Really good. and uh, you know, just a tidy performance after that. Another little, it? another little cameo from Edwards. Great, oh, you'd have loved him to thrash that one across the keeper in the far corner, wouldn't you? But a great yeah. step over that first touch. That first touch, oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. We just sort of let it roll across him and then pass yeah. him out, and yeah, then, then, then he's got the man to beat. Then sort of, yeah, does a step over, leave see ya, and then good strike. <laughs> you know, a lot of keepers, you know. Good save from Blackman actually. He's a good strike, pretty much towards the near post. But Blackman gets down quite well. He, he's gonna he's gonna score a goal like that soon, isn't he? Good day to Nathan. Um, another super chat. Um, morning from Melbourne. Great great result. Getting tight at the top. Yeah, we'll talk about all that uh, in a, in a bit. And got Nat from Sheffield Wednesday. Um, not from Sheffield Wednesday themselves, but Sheffield Wednesday fan with us as well. So interesting to get his views or her mm. views as well. Their views. Um, so, yeah, Nathan, thank you. We appreciate you for that. Um, very generous. And um, thank you very much. Um, in the chat, if you are watching right now, um, first thing, give us a thumbs up. We want to know you're there and helps nudge us up the algorithms. But I want um, I want a um, player of the match nomination from each of you. And I want your one word match review as well or an emoji if you, if you prefer. Um, but I'm going to first go to Joe and say, who is your player? Not to lead the the chat but who was your player of the match and what was your kind of summing us up of events on Saturday Joe? Like I, said, I think there were some good players and I, and I know Marcus Harness was somebody who did some good get, did some bad but ultimately you get an assist you score a goal in a 2-0 win you're man of the match for me and I thought what the, the bits that he did wrong were when he's trying to make things happen but that's man of the match for me and I'd say it was probably about as an accomplished away performance as you can as you can get, and and it we weren't a, we weren't against a poor side. We're against a side that were in the top ten of the league that have scored goals for fun at home that have got players that can hurt you from all over the pitch, and I think we just went there and just totally dominated. We bullied them. We were bigger than them. We were stronger than them. We were more physical than them. We were faster than them. We were we were just better than them from from front to back and and. I've had a look on sort of their forums, on their Twitter feeds, and their fans are just like, that's the best team in the league, championship players, they, they're going to win the league this year. And you play like that in every you play like that in every away game, we're, we're going to win the league. And we're, we're, the, we're the best team in the league, for me. Doesn't, doesn't mean we're going to win it, but we are the best team in the league, and we just got to make sure that we get enough points to go up. Yeah, it's, it's a good point you make about, um, Exeter's fan base were really very oh, magnanimous, really? weren't they? Mm. Um, I'd someone I I tweeted out about us and didn't even put the Exeter hashtag, and an Exeter fan felt compelled to tell me how good they thought we were and praised the, the away support as well. Um, sold out away and sold out um, home end as well, I believe on on Saturday, which is impressive given the midday kickoff. But Exeter fans going out of their way to say that they're the best team we've seen bodes world as well, doesn't it? Dave, let me give you some ideas on on your man of the match and um, your thoughts on a one word or no, we'll get later more than one word, few words. Something's up with the game. We've got Morsey from, from Glen here, always available so strongly. Yeah, he was superb. Burgess, Burgess yeah. from Lee. Yeah. Burgess from Ramo in the room. Burgess, lots of Burgess. Burgess, Burgess, Morsey. Yeah. I don't, I don't think you can really. I don't think you really disagree with Joe. But all, all those good shouts for Definite good shouts. Pen, by the way, says great. Just Ooh, love that in there. Yeah. Aussie, I've got it bad. Says Romeo. <laughs> Aussie Burgess. <laughs> but no shouts for Harness. Surprisingly, but though. No, Joe's probably right. A goal and assist, and you know you have the biggest effect on the game, don't you? Know you, you do. But um, yeah, Morsey, as I said earlier, was just just different. I think his pass completion was like was it like ninety three percent or something ridiculous yesterday. Um, and special mentions of yeah, Burgess, very good at the back. Obviously, Ladapo, you know, great to see him get another goal. Humphreys, good as ever. It was a solid. I think, and in summary, just a solid all round professional away performance. Yeah, you and Veronica are wearing on professional. There Chris has go. come for accomplished, which I think was yeah. my words. And, uh, and all um, that. Julian, lovely passing. 
Um, what we got perfect away performance says Rob F, um, Bono's used an emoji that hasn't worked for us so uh, a, a, a square with nothing inside it is a is a pretty of a negative position there Bono I'm, I'm sure that's not what you mean um, controlled clinical controlled he's come back with there as well and yeah I think we're generally in agreement there aren't we um, really tidy performance and as Joe's mentioned a few times um, and despite what people have said about the pre-match, extra good home team. So free scoring as well. Kept a clean sheet. All in all, good stuff. Should we move on to the rest of League One? Um, and we want to hear from you on your thoughts on um, Sheffield Wednesday and Plymouth. Is this becoming a three-horse race? Um, who are you backing at this point? Who is the form team out of the, of the three of us as well? Is there anyone out on the outside that's going to get in there for you? Um, let us know about that. Um, evening to Cali, um, Sammy or Burgess for him. Business like says Lee, professionalism is, and that's what I want. Michael will finish off the the player of the match with this one, man of the match McKenna. Every time, good. I I don't know about you guys. There was a bit in the first half where the camera panned. There was a break in play, and it they put the camera on McKenna giving instructions to Chaplin and um, Harness and the other players. Just looked so calm, so like affirmative with his with his coaching pointing stuff out he didn't just, have his hand behind his mouth either when no, he was talking he doesn't no. need to what are you gonna do no. about it can't do anything about it um peter so one of my mates i used to one of my mates i used to work was with was deaf and he could he's a brilliant lip reader and i was like i wish i was watching a foot with you so you could tell me what mckenna's <laughs> saying to all these guys now yeah um evening to peter i hope you're well yeah amazing to see humphreys playing and looking accomplished accomplished the yeah. word of the day is accomplished efficient mm. There we go. Yeah. So let's know your about the your views on the rest of the league. Guys, um, I'm gonna come to you and let you pick out a game each from the round of games, or we can just focus on Sheffield Wednesday and Plymouth. Let me just skip you through the rest of the action. Um Pompey Derby, a convenient and helpful probably board draw. McGoldrick trying his best. Yep. Nice shot off the bar, but that's four draws in a row from Portsmouth. Um Barnsley still there or thereabouts, beating MK who are now six points off safety will be they've got a game in hand so not looking good for them bristol rovers defeating peterborough that was definitely tense we're 10 points ahead of peterborough now yeah well they're and rubbish away from home aren't they ronnie really not very good edwards away. red card anyone see the red card for posh a bit harsh maybe go on joe mm. well there was a guy sort of trying to pull him down like and when i say trying to pull him down they were literally like diving holding two hands onto his shirt as he broke past him and it sort of went to Edwards and and yeah Edwards does foul him but he's sort of going away from goal at that point it's, it's one of those ones that really shouldn't be a free game ban because it shouldn't have been a red card but it's probably going to be difficult to rescind and if it is Peterborough lose their best defender when they play us yeah convenient isn't it and yeah Scott Sinclair for the goal for Bristol Rovers you can still find yeah that. Um, that. Cambridge's slump continues they're now down to 20th um wonder if Bonner's re- re- regretting not taking the Rotherham job. Maybe they've not scored at home since September. Is I, I don't think it is. Is that yes, it? Wow. And now swap places with Accrington, who have been on a bit of a bad run as well. Um, Cheltenham building off their draw at Portman Road by beating Wickham, and they're now unbeaten in four Cheltenham, um, which is pretty good. And um, Bolton, another kind of top six team, mm. come from behind late on to beat Fleetwood, um, off a line in the ninety-fifth minute. Um, Lincoln still unbeaten at home. Um, They've only won two, though, haven't they? Yeah, yeah this, time, this time it's a win, um, but they're up to ninth. Um, Oxford have a bit of a recent resurgence, but they struggle um, and can only draw with Forest Green Rovers. And Port Vale beat Charlton. Not a huge amount of excitement there. Um, anything else that you want to draw our attention to in those games, or should we move on to the the ones that matter? The ones that matter. Both guys looking away from me, for those of you listening to the podcast. So, as a host, it's really bad when Dave puts his head down. And I heard Joe's microphone click off so he could have a cough. It's like, right, where do I go next? Right, let's move, let's move on to Sheffield Wednesday, guys. Um, do you think uh, we agree that Sheffield Wednesday have the best squad on paper of the three of us? Or is it... Second best squad on paper. Second best. Do you agree with that, Dave? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. It's an I old squad, so. isn't it? We were, it's an interesting po- um, tweet by David Stockdale. Someone posted the average age. He boosted um, it up, didn't he? He's, he's dragging them up a little bit. They've still got yeah. like, key players over 30, including Bannon, who's 32, but um, not and, um, not the most slick performance at home. No, to Shrewsbury. apparently Shrewsbury had a real go at them last sort of 20, and they were almost, from what I can understand, maybe not last 20, but 10 or whatever, whatsoever, just sort of hanging on a bit. I'm not sure there was any clear-cut chances, but I think a lot of balls flying in the box and stuff, and they saw it out. So it's, um, our ex-loanee, Mark McGuinness, scored the winner, his first yeah. goal for good, good header. That, obviously, Great leap. 
Uh, yeah, it was really flicked it in the top corner, obviously from a Bannon corner. Um, yeah, I think Sheffield, like I say, Sheffield Wednesday to me just look a really bang average side, but they've got they've got quality in there. Right. And and when and when you look at it, they've got forty points from nineteen games or or similar. It's just by having Barry Bannon and some big solid defenders, a Hickway, McGuinness. Yeah, well, they've got some, they got some Michael, experience there as well. I'd say, you look at this squad, you've got Michael Smith up front, who's 32, a Hickway, 31, Liam Palmer. They've, they've probably got seven of their starters that were over 30. It's, However, it's real next, like a, we're going ne- for it now. Next game out, Derby away. Yeah. Oh, it's, there's some, it's, it's nicely poised, isn't it? Nicely poised. It Should we talk about Plymouth? So, Two draws. Let me give you some wider context. I don't know if you saw the, the, the goals and the highlights. We can talk about that. Two draws in a row. Um, and it's Burton and Burton and Lincoln, although we know all about Lincoln, don't we? More injuries. So ex-Blue, James Wilson missed the game. Minor injury, but was out. Um, they've only got three fit defenders at the moment. Finazaz, James Bolton, Conor Grant, Danny Mayer, Dan Scar, all currently unavailable. And heartbreak isn't it this 97th minute equaliser who wants to talk us through this one it's the Dave? sort of thing that happens to us is good old yeah. Adrian Mariapa for goodness you can still find him as well did you, did, you see, did you see the bit before the goal where basically I yeah. think two players went up for a header and he went Burton, down. Had the, Burton had the ball and the Plymouth player went down when he, he wasn't injured and the ref stopped the game and he let Burton keep the ball when it happened and basically a few balls went and it was I think Burton won four headers in a row before it <laughs> Dr. Mariapa said, but when you, but like I said, when you look at the XG, like you do every Plymouth game, Burton are the better team. Other, yeah, like, like I said, they had the penalty, but Burton created the chances. They, they're the ones that sort of scored the first goal, as Lincoln were the week before. And, that's, that's, yeah, they can't just rely on all these players, just Niall Ennis, Ryan Hardy, Morgan Whitaker. These are no, these Sessions. are players. But you, you can't just rely on these players, just being quality every week because it then they're not quality footballers they wouldn't be at league one at Plymouth Come on, Dave. give, give us your views so it was Mariapa's first goal for like in English football for nine seasons his, was last, goal was for, his last goal was for Palace in the Prem for God's sake was it really <laughs> yeah 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 apparently so yeah he's been playing he's in been abroad, isn't he? Yeah. yeah he's been away and stuff like that I remember him being really solid and like playing forever for Watford but um yeah, no, that was that was right. I was watching, following that on Sky Sports and um, on yeah, on, yeah, on Sky Sports News and, and it was or Soccer Saturday, sorry. And um, you hear a big shout. Merson was following it, and it was panned to Merson after about ninety-five minutes. He was saying, "Yeah, I think Plymouth have done it again. They've done enough, you know." And similar to what we were saying, they haven't been brilliant, but they've just done enough in this game. And then he went wild off camera. So you think I can't like, be a Plymouth? I can't be. You, a Plymouth you don't go goal. wild for a free one, do you? No, you don't. It can't <laughs> be a Plymouth goal. So yeah, sweet. That was uh, yes. Yeah, Slightly unexpected, but that capped the day off rather nicely. And I it think Chef, Chef Wed might have still been playing at the time. And I think, as Julian said on the chat there, that, that they were they were piling it on Shrewsbury. And you think, come on, come on, but it wasn't to be. But yeah, that was uh, that was sweet for us. I think. I, I, and I think when you look at it, like Ipswich and Sheffield Wednesday are spending a lot, lot more than Plymouth. We've got much better squad than them. And yeah. for them for them to be where they are is unbelievable, really. They're That's on track for like a 105-point season. And like yeah. I said, we, we just have to keep doing what we're doing and we and we will get promoted. Like if, if Plymouth, like I say, there's a comment there, Plymouth's starting to wobble. Plymouth's wobble, we'll still see them end up this season with like 90 points. That's not a wobble. That's more to get promoted in any season <laughs> ever. And they're, and they're, they're, a, crazy, like I say, they're, they're a quality side, but... Ipswich and Sheffield Wednesday should not be at this level with the crowds we've got, but not not with the crowds we've got, but with the money we're spending. Both of us, we are spending stupid and, money in this league, and we should get out of it. If if you get things right and you spend the money, you will get out of this league. I think this, you're right, um, Joan. I think okay. I think you just got to look at the depth of both squads, really. I mean, and then you look at the and then you look at the depth of the Plymouth squad, and yeah, you know, us and Sheffield Wednesday, I think, are are that little bit are that little bit above, aren't we? They're fighting here's, here's, with one hand behind by their, their back, aren't they? Here's the league table, guys. Let's put that on the screen and have a look at that. And, you know, there is this... This is definitely the wrong league table, isn't it? Let me, <laughs> let me get table. a better one. Every time I bloody do that, I screenshot the wrong the wrong thing. Who's 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 at fault? Is it me? I don't think Who it is. is it? It? The it's man. It's not my fault. But, yeah, Plymouth, Ipswich, Sheffield Wednesday, 
40, 41, 43 points, nine points clear of fourth place. Is it, wow. is it, it's looking like that three horse race day that we've been talking about for quite a while, isn't it? Now? I think so. As you just got to keep winning these, you just got to keep putting these teams away, winning those games. As, as those guys were saying on the Telegram um, group yesterday, <laughs> two pretty big home games coming up in January and February. <laughs> yeah, wow. And I, and I know it sounds easy to say, but I hope that whoever, Whoever of those three doesn't get promoted, and let's say if it's gets Plymouth, up, gets up gets in the playoffs, up. because yeah. there are three teams that cut above the rest in this league. Yeah, I've, like you look at that Plymouth first lost two games, Ipswich second lost two games, Sheffield Wednesday third lost three games, Peterborough fourth lost eight, eight. games. So the ridiculous. top, the top three between them have lost less games than the team in fourth. There's three teams in this league that are an absolute cut above the rest, and you just hope that those three are the ones that get rewarded with a promotion. But it doesn't always work that way, does it? No, it doesn't. Sadly not, no. Um, we want to get your... Uh, we'll go through the comments shortly. People have been given given their views on the state of, of League One. We're going to go and talk about um, Portsmouth midweek, and we want to know about you the, the kind of lineup that you'd expect for that. Um, are we going to go full strength or are we going to rotate? And if so, who are you expect to come in and, and see? I think we've already seen the chat that um, and remembered that Carl Edwards is uh, sending off, so he'll be banned. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, but in terms of um, other bits and pieces... Had me is cup-tied. And had me, so limited options there anyway. Um, but let's talk about bits and pieces for next week before we come back to your comments on the league and then think about Portsmouth. Um, special... Possibly midweeky show, Dave Diamond. Do you want to I think so. It? I think so indeed. Um, as we all know, we've got next weekend. Well, crikey, this time will just be over, won't it? This time next weekend, we've got Buxton in the um, FA Cup semi. Um, semi, if I wish it was second round. <laughs> and um, love the and water. It might not escape too many people's notes. I think it was even mentioned on the comms yesterday on Sky that the Buxton assistant manager is my old mate Tommy, our, our good friend really? of the pod, my old mate, well, my old mate, and a good friend of the pod, Tommy Miller. And I think, fingers crossed, um, we were trying to get hold of him for Tuesday but they were supposed to have a game I think that's been postponed so he said it'll be training for them instead so um, all being well fingers crossed I think we should be speaking to him midweek perhaps on Wednesday to get his views uh, you know on the on the game and he's, he's already said with some great excitement he tweeted after the draw that he was looking forward to visiting his penalty spots at Portman Road again which is <laughs> great I mean he has been back I think he was back for the was he, I think he was co-coms for was it the Derby game or one of the games? I know. Yeah, it was so, Derby. Yeah, I think, great, yeah, yeah, it was yeah, an arcade tavern for a few beers after. <laughs> there you go. So great affection, great, still great affection for the for the town and the team. So yeah, he was absolutely to coin a phrase over the moon with that. With obviously with that draw. So yeah, fingers crossed. We should be speaking to him um, midweek. So that, I think you're gonna we're gonna try and record that Wednesday, assuming yeah. it all goes well. Yeah. And what I think we'll do is because England play Friday night, and we know a lot of people are gonna watch that, so we'll avoid that clash. I think what Seb and I will do is we'll try and find 10, 15 minutes of chat on Buxton and give our view, but then we'll get the main man's view um with Dave and maybe we'll do a live QA at some point as well. Um and we'll figure out what we do about the flagship show and who can do that because um, that might be a bit of a squeeze to get that one in. So maybe Ben can host that one if there's no World Cup games on Sunday night. And I have no idea what's going on. But we will tweet about that as always. Um, if you are watching this live, you've got about three hours left to get 20% off in our merch store, bluemondayitfc.co.uk. And if you are bored of whether Twitter is going to be there when you log on of a morning and just want... To guaranteed respectful quality of this town chat, head over to our Telegram group. Two weeks on us, and then a subscription after that. Um, but generally, it's like WhatsApp and Twitter combined, just with uh, higher clientele. I think, as Seb's words of of opinions and a lot more respect we find. So come and join us on Telegram. Um, let's go back to the chat and just see what we've got in terms of finishing off um, chat on League One. Um, Lee still reckons that Peterborough might have a purple patch. Um, eight defeats. He's going to take more than a purple patch, though. Yeah, it's, it's a bit of a eight defeats to turn around there against the others. Um, Stephen, maybe wishful thinking that Plymouth may drop like last season, have a small squad. Yeah, we're yeah. crossing. He's going for a town Wednesday top two. Um, Horse Holler, a special mention back for Walton, not man of match, but made a good save, solid 
as something with crosses. Don't remember him making a point save any time last month before yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember so, him making yeah. a save in the last month before yesterday. <laughs> and and that and that's not Christmas because I think he's been a brilliant we goalkeeper. Love we love him. Oh, he he's, he's, he's had a, he's had a really good. tough month and made that really good save from Hartridge's um, sort of knocking it back in from the corner. Yeah. Dominated everything in his box other than that and. We we want him to be doing well because he is a top top class keeper, isn't he? He did. Yeah, he, he is. Um, if you're attractive, if a team makes it a top four, another shout for Peter. We're not. We're not. Well, they've just got the firepower, haven't they? If they clear, yeah. they've got the firepower. Sorry, Joe. Keeping you up, Joe. You need to get some caffeine in. He spent too place. much time on the farm. Down today, the farm, he? he's been running yeah. around after his boys but, too but, much. I, I just don't see Peter, bro. And to catch the rest, they're going to need to put like eight wins in a row together. That's the sort of form they need to get, and I just don't see it. They're so far behind now. Mm-hmm. Bolton yeah, and Barnsley so. are closer, aren't they? <laughs> uh, Dan, I spotted this as well. Danassian doing some <laughs> recruitment with Giovanni. They're very pally, didn't they? Apparently that, is, that is his best mate. That is his best, best mate. mate, isn't it? Yeah, he's his best he mate. could do a job. He could do a job. I don't know. Yeah, I remember they played that previously because I know they've been sort of holidays together previously, and when they were walking out to the pitch, they walked out together. Was Giovanni Brown at Aston Villa when Danassian was there as a kid? I, I don't Possibly. know, but they, they are like. Yeah, they're close. Booz- bosom buddies. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Joe. I've not heard that phrase in a while. Um, <laughs> to, uh, talking of parts of the body, oh, my um, word. did you hear about the red car in oh. Warrington? Yeah. Complete piss take. Really? Yeah. Um, look that one up if you haven't already. That <laughs> harsh, really harsh sending off for the keeper in that situation, wasn't it? Uh. Anyway, moving on. Um, we never seem to be posh. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I've just that I've seven. Seen this, I've seen this beat him at home. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. I have. Um, uh, Peterborough, FPL tracks to Peterborough guys, Red seem more for the other guys rugby tackle before. I'm not sure about that. Um, what else have we got? Um, duh, 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 duh. Um, Max, where's they only one injury or falling away if Bannon goes down? Oh, That's not, what you've been saying, Dave, much. I'm not going there. I'm not going there again. I'm not going there again. Wednesday but yeah, all, all to say is that if yeah, that he would be a massive miss if he went down injured. I'm, I'll leave it at that, I think. I say well, he would be a miss, but they do have some sort of serious like Dali Bashiru and people like that in the midfield. Then like I say they're starting Tyreek Backinson and Mark McGuinness, aren't they, in in their team, which are playing long that, to Smith that we've seen here. Like, they, they have just got solid players for this league, haven't they? Mm. But well, I don't think they've I don't think they've got a coach that is as good as what we've got. Well, yeah, they got any stretch. FBL tractor, I think Chevron's have the best individuals, but I'm not convinced about their coaching slash tactics. I think that's probably a Reasonable comment, dare I say it? Um, Rob, Flemish um, match stats. One else suggested Burton were bossing their match. Next minute is two one. How do they do it? Don't think they'll maintain it in the new year. He thinks it's town on Wednesday. Um, a uh, weekend results proved again. No result is given in this league. It's annoying how how inconsistent league one isn't it? Um, <laughs> one for the not one for the bet on either. I would suggest either. Uh, what else have we got? Um, we'd be clear if we hadn't dropped points at Cheltenham. Home to Cheltenham, yeah. Yes. We start doing that, can't we? Um, Wednesday v Derby must be the highest average age match in EFL history. <laughs> um, bad and more important to them than Morsey for us says A as well. Yeah, so a lot of um, I agree with that. Can you even remember why Portsmouth and um, Plymouth, I should say, fell away last season? Small squad or just bad luck? I don't think they fell away so much. They, they changed got man- a load of points, they, didn't they? They changed yeah. man- but they still got 78 points. Yeah, they're up. There. I think they, they're right up then. They lost, they played MK a couple of games before the end of the season and it was Plymouth forgot to win the centre playoffs and MK have got to win the centre in the top two race and they lost like five or six. Yeah, they got done, didn't they? Yeah. Scott Twine scored four. Yes. Yes, I remember that one on the last day. And um, Paul, evening to Paul from um, representing our Southwest um, Supporters Club contingent. Um, huge respect from extra fans to our lot who slogged it down. Um, lo- they loved our thoughts on Sky. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, hundred plus yeah, members from the Southwest Supporters by uh, John Banger and the guys there Solid doing stuff. a cracking, cracking yeah, job. Um, what else have we got? Um, so th- some thoughts on Portsmouth coming in. Keo Edmondson and KBY will get game time. Do you agree with that, Dave? Anyone else you're I looking think, out for? Yeah, I, I, I would think so. I would, I would certainly think so. We, you probably Ladkey and Goal. Ladkey and Goal, yeah. Game and Goal, yeah. I'd have thought. Greg Lee, is he going to be back for Ooh, he was, was he not 19th man, wasn't he, yesterday, Joe? Did I yeah, see? He, he was actually. Well, he travelled down there was, and was warming up on the pitch before the game, so. So, yeah, maybe he might get some. I mean, that would be fantastic to get him back. Any word on Aluko? No. Uh, no, no, but I did. I did see him on Instagram. He posted something of him back on the training ground and doing some work up up at 
Gainsborough, yeah, what, Piper's likes. Vale. He was doing, he was doing some work there, but he was he was back on some grass. It might not be the grass that he was back right. on, but he was he was on some grass, grass doing some work. Uh-huh. I don't know if he's back on the grass yet. <laughs> he, he's, he's he's definitely moving, passing the ball, rolling around with it. Yeah. Suggestion from Chris: If we can get the Wi-Fi sorted, Chris flagship live from oh. next oh. Sunday. I wish. What I wish. That would be. Um, Stephen Twine on loan in January. Oh. Oh. He's, not, he's not really played for Burnley. He's I know. He's, I know he's been injured, but I don't know whether that even is. Sure, he's been in, in and around the squads, has he? Stephen reckons Lee is ready for Tuesday. So that'll be interesting. Oh, that'd be good. Ooh. Yeah. Are we are we keen to win in that competition, guys? I yeah. think we are, aren't we? Keep winning. It's always it? nice to beat Portsmouth, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And are you guys going. heading down for it? Joe is. I'll be there. Yeah, yeah. I haven't decided. Possibly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think. Yeah, give me a shout, day, Dave. Are we gonna? We need to kind of exercise the Colchester demons, don't we? Oh yeah. Perhaps we'll do that then. Perhaps we'll go and we'll, yeah, we'll try and get rid of that Colchester game. Get that out of our system. That voodoo. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Loving the grass. Not, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Or Seb's got Seb does the grass stuff as well. I, I do, it does tickle me anyway. Um, so we will see what we do midweek shows. I say keep a lookout for Tommy Miller, um, with Dave all being well. That will happen. He's out. There we go. There it is. Come on, you like you just need the phone to go off. We've had some real podcast sweet um bingo tonight it's been quality um thank you everyone who's joined us we've had really quality numbers throughout really great engagement as always in the chat so thank you so much for everyone for joining us if you enjoyed the show do give us a thumbs up it nudges us up the algorithms and recommendations all that kind of nerdy stuff that is so important to us podcasters our geeky podcasters um so thank you for that thank you for everyone who did a super chat as well really appreciate those um and thank you joe and dave for your insights as well cheers charlie um, Romeo Charlie. wants to go to Wembley. Paul's, yes. um, thank you for Paul. So we will wait and see what happens um, midweek. But um, another exciting week ahead. So we'll um, hopefully plenty of stuff to talk about next weekend. Until then, thank you guys. Come on, England tomorrow, I guess. And, Absolutely. Um, two two, two um, cup progressors in the next week would be nice, wouldn't it? That'd yeah, be good. Would, it? There so we go. FA Cup third round and Papa cool. John's, whatever we are after we that. Nor- okay. Norwich at home. Oh. Oh, then so Man, Man City away. When was the last show, time we were in the third round? Well, was that, sorry? When we got relegated, wasn't it? Was it 89s? We haven't been in the third round since we've been down no, there. No, no. There you go. There's something to aim for. There, there's a high to aim for. Joe, you can say goodbye. Cheers, guys. See you Dave, soon. Say goodbye. Cheers, well. everyone. Thanks, everyone, for watching. See you soon. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.